The, the first step in marketing a book is to create a good book. Because mm. if you don't create a good book, people will discover it. So, you know, the people that are writing these, you know, really bad books and putting them up. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. And this particular edition, I'm glad to have the expert with me. I'm my guest today as a book marketing expert, John Kramer. He's the author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, mentor to authors who have sold over a billion books and founder of the Billion Book Initiative to help the next generation of book authors sell another billion books. Over the past 30 years, he has helped thousands of authors, both major celebrities and those just starting out to sell more books. Today I have my special guest, John Kramer, with me. John, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Thank you. As a pleasure, I treasure. <laughs> John, I just gave a brief bio of you of the things you've done over 30 years in book publishing and marketing. I want you to really expand into a little bit about your background, how you got into publishing over a decade or um, three decades ago and now. Um, I basically got into publishing, uh, basically self-publishing my books because I was frustrated waiting for uh, a publisher to say yes to what I have. Mm. And so I, I started uh, research how to self-publish. And in the process, I found that there wasn't the kind of information I wanted. So I started to create the information. And so I got sort of diverted from uh, publishing the book I was intending to publish and got into publishing books about publishing, uh, specifically about how to find a good printer and then ultimately how to market your books. So you were looking for a publisher to publish your first book, but you weren't getting one. Then you set out to do it on your own. Yes, and that was 30 years ago when it was still pretty uh, sparse information. Nowadays, there's so much good information on how to publish and so many tools to use that we didn't have back then that uh, it almost doesn't make sense to go with a publisher when you can self-publish. Oh, I think we'll delve into that, but uh, interestingly, I want to find out, so what was the, your first book about 30 years ago? I think some of us were not even born, but... <laughs> well, the actual first book I did was a directory of book printers. The first book I was going to do, and I eventually did end up publishing, was called Turntable Illusions. It's a collection of black and white patterns. When you put them on a record turntable and rotate it, it creates illusions. Mm-hmm. So th- these were your own findings that you did or compiled to really publish. And I think then you, you and maybe you would believe that this was going to be one of the best-selling books then. <laughs> well, no, I did not think that. I thought it was going to be fairly special interest. Uh, the disadvantage is that by the time I got around to doing that, there were, of course, very few turntables around anymore. So the uh, book didn't do as well as I had hoped because uh, uh, the bookstores didn't think that uh, people still owned the record turntables. Mm. Great. So now let, let's get to how you eventually got into 
the marketing and publishing because you were firstly turned down by I mean publishing so you couldn't find one then you right. started in so how did it all start? Well, I was already uh, helping a friend out in his company with uh, all the kinds of marketing that he had to do. And so I knew a lot about marketing before I started to publish books. And so once I did the directory of book printers and people said, well, now I've got my book printed, but it's in my garage, in my closet, under my bed, whatever. Uh, They said, how do I get rid of these books? And I said, I know at least 101 ways to market. And so I wrote the book, 101 Ways to Market Your Books, and published that to good success. And then people said I lied. So when I did the second edition, I called it 1,001 Ways to Market Your Books. The second edition, you made 1,001. What's, what's, why that? Is it a play on titles or words? Or it was really 1,001 ways? And why does that shift in that marketing perspective? I, I didn't actually count the number of ways, but I knew there were at least a thousand and one ways that I outlined in the book. So I called it a thousand and one ways to be more honest about the book because it was definitely not just a hundred and one ways. Was that a, 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 a way to help play on the title of the book then? It was basically just to be honest about what the content of the book was, that there were more than 101 ways. Uh, I, I enlarged the book. I doubled the size of the book between the first and second edition, so I knew that I had at least a 1,001 ways to market your books in that book. Wow. That, that, that's, that's interesting to know. I think one first thing from all that you've done. You, you said you wanted to be honest about the content of your book. I think this is one of the key things. Maybe though we are in the self-publishing, you know, few people are forgetting this particular value of being really honest to your audience or readers about your content and what you provide. Well, that's one of the key things in marketing a book is that you have to have a title that actually describes what's in the book. Oh, great point there. Great point noted. So let's let's delve into a thousand and one ways to market a book. How do you sure. how do you start marketing a thousand and one ways to market your book? Personally, I started by doing direct mail. Um, I had developed a list of uh, people that were my customers of the directory of book printers, and so I knew they would be also interested in how to market their books. So I actually did a direct mail letter to about ten thousand. Potential customers, and uh, that brought in enough money to establish my business and get me going. Oh, ten thousand. I think you had a lot of work done before, way before the ten thousand direct mails. But great. So now let's delve into the content now. Thousand and one ways to market your book. You can pick in some few key points for us to go through along the way. So what are the first few things one need to do to start marketing a book? As you mean, a book is done. Where does the marketing start? I learned a Many schools of thought believe that a book marketing is done way before the bookkeeping is ready. So take us through the steps and some of the uh, ways to we can market our books. Well, I think you start marketing your books when you have the idea for the book. Even before you start writing, you can start to market it. Uh, in today's world with the Internet, you can test market titles. You can test market the idea for the book. You can decide if there's a large enough market to make it worthwhile. Uh, obviously there's some books that almost any author will publish regardless of whether or not there's a market or not. 
but it's always good to try to find out where the market is and how big it is before you decide to commit. Well, so yeah, a little bit of market research be done before even the book, while the book is being in process. Yeah, and, and with the, you know, internet nowadays, all you have to do is go to a site that's targeting the audience you want to reach through your book and ask them to do a poll. Uh, or a survey of their uh, their readers or their uh, visitors that come to their website, and uh, you can get a good idea of what your book should be about and and how large the audience is. Now, you, now you have to create the relationship with that website that so they'd be willing to do that, and that can take a little bit of time. You know, you have to follow them, you have to like what they do, you have to comment on their blog posts and on their Facebook posts, things like that. But you can develop a, a relationship with the, you know, somebody that's, re, you know, working for that website and then you can ask them, could you do a survey for me? I'd be happy to write an article for you in return. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work needs to be done even during the process. Now, uh, let, let's go through some of the other processes to you too in marketing our books too. Well, you know, if you're not talking about the Internet, one of the best ways to market your books is to get out there and speak uh, to groups, any groups that will take you and uh, do a reading in a bookstore, speak at the public library. If you have a Rotary or a Lions Club, uh, speak to them. Um, wherever anybody, you know, because speaking is very, very powerful in terms of marketing books because once person... Once somebody has heard you speak, they're far more likely to talk about your book to other people than if they had not heard you speak. Now, in today's world on the Internet, you can do a lot of speaking without even leaving your home because what am I doing right now? I'm doing an interview with you. In essence, I'm speaking. And, you know, when people hear me and they, you know, they like what I say, they're much more likely to buy my book than if they, you know, only read something about me that somebody else wrote. So speaking is really a great way to market your books because they hear you talk about subjects and it means they're willing to buy material from you. Yes. And one of the things you can do is you can establish your own uh, podcast or Internet radio show or Google Hangout or, uh, you know, a Skype podcast, anything like that. And start to establish, you know, build an audience so that when you are ready to publish the book, you already have a built-in audience of people that love what you do and are eager to find out more about what you have to offer. Assuming a writer has got a book, a hand ready, an e-book ready, where do you advise people to start from? Well, the best way to you know, launch a book is to get uh, your friends, uh, whoever you've developed relationships with, to help you promote your book when you're ready to launch it. Um, and and for that, you might want to look. There's a new book out by Jeff Walker called Launch. <laughs> and he exhibited exactly how to launch a book. He became a New York Times bestselling author um, by launching his book using what are called joint venture partners, people that like you and are willing to promote your book and what you're doing to their list. 
And in internet marketing, the the most valuable thing you have is a list of people that have subscribed to your email newsletter uh, or information uh, letter, whatever you want to call it, and email who have signed up to get emails from you. Oh, I think yeah, I've I've seen that book launch. I've seen that book, and then listening to a couple of interviews he's done so far around, and I think great content that one needs to do. Yeah, uh, the key thing is you have to create relationships with the websites that your audience is already going to. So, you know, as an author, you probably have a very, you know, the typical author, especially if their book hasn't come out yet, has a, a blog somewhere or a website, but they have very few visitors coming to that website. Mm. So there's only two ways to get a lot of visitors. One is... Well, there's three ways. One is you can create a lot of good content so that the search engines start to find you and send traffic to you. Uh, but that can be very time-consuming and, uh, you know, you're still having to rely on the search engines finding you. The second thing you can do is create partnerships with the websites that already target your audience Uh be interviewed by them, write guest blog posts for them, write guest articles for them, uh, do an interview with them, uh, a Google Hangout, uh, something like that, so that they can start to send traffic to your website. As an author, you always have to have a home base on the Internet. Mm. And generally speaking, that should be a, a website or a blog. Oh. And... uh and you can combine the two. I mean, most most of my websites now that I create are actually WordPress blogs that uh, are designed to be websites but also have ongoing fresh content. So basically, an author, one of the things, an author must have a, a home base, a website or a blog. Yes, because otherwise, how do they create relationships with the other websites? The websites won't create relationships with you if they can't send people somewhere to find out more about you. And that's what a website's all about, is to tell people about your book, your expertise, and you as a person. But then, you know, the third thing that uh, you can do on the Internet is the social media, to build up an audience uh on Facebook or Google or LinkedIn uh, or uh, Twitter or, or Pinterest. And uh, I, I've learned that, you know, at the social network that works best for me is actually Pinterest. Mm. And uh, I've, I've had over three million repins of uh, the things that I've posted on Pinterest. Wow. Three million. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've discovered sort of a formula for using Pinterest to drive traffic. And I, I actually teach a course on that now that we just launched with a partner, uh, gosh, about six weeks ago. I think in that line, you can give us some few tips here about that. Well, the key thing with, with Pinterest is if you want to get people to repin your pin, you know, the post that you do, you, you do one of two things. You share what I call a typographic or you share a quote graphic. For most authors, the quote graphic is the easy thing. You just share quotes that are images. You know, you share, 
a quote uh, uh, around a you know with a pretty background or something like that. And you share quotes that are targeted to your potential audience, the people that you think would be interested in your book. So if you were had a book on romance, you would share romance quotes. Um, if you were a science fiction author, you would share quotes from science fiction books. So that you start to build up an audience of people that love the quotes that you've been sharing. And uh, so you share like a new quote every day. And the best way to share it on Pinterest is to blog about it first and then pin the, the graphic from your blog so that the link goes back to your blog uh, on Pinterest because Pinterest automatically links to the source of the uh, image. So if you pin from your blog, the link will go directly back to your blog post so people can find out more about you. And then the second kind of uh, graphic that I found to be very effective is what I call a typographic. And what that is is a, it's a taller, thinner graphic um, that carries 5 to 20 key tips uh, from your book or about one subsection of your book or something like that. So one of the most popular pins that I've done is uh, the uh, 20... Skinny Rules from the, the Skinny Rules by Bob Harper. It's a book that he wrote, but I've had 1.4 million repins of that particular uh, collection of 20 tips. Wow. And I call that a typographic, uh, and you know, the details on how to create it and so on, that's what we teach in the course. Wow, that's, that's amazing. This is one of the things I, I, I picked from your site and you mentioned that one of the most important things about marketing is very simple. You have to act. You can't sit on your butt and expect people to come to you. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, so many authors, you know, they love to write books, but they don't love to interact with people. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? And the reality is that, you know, you can write the best book in the world, but if you don't advocate for that book, if you don't get out there and talk about it and, and blog about it and uh, pin it and uh, Google Plus it and so on and so forth, nobody's going to find out about it. It's just going to sit there. Now, you can upload it to Amazon and maybe Amazon will help people find it. But that's, you know, you'll sell field books that way. But if you really want to sell books, you have to create word of mouth about your book. And that means you have to interact with other people get people excited about your book so they'll tell other people and then those people will tell other people. 80% of all books are sold by word of mouth. That means somebody said, hey, you got to read this book. It's great. And, you know, that's what makes a difference. You know, when Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series started talking about my book, my book sales just took off like crazy because... They were telling everybody, that's the book we use to become a bestseller. You should read it and follow it. And that, you know, that kind of word of mouth is, is gold. It's worth, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Wow. So since uh, 2000 and, uh, this was published in 2005 or 2006. The last edition was done in 2006. I need to do another one. I just, I'm having too much fun doing other things. I haven't had time to update it. 
do you think and conclusively that uh, that self-publishing is the way to go for most of beginning authors? And uh, not not necessarily. I mean, I think there are some books that really need a, a good publisher to shepherd it and, and get notice of it. Uh, but in today's world, with the ease of publishing through uh, you know Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes and uh, Barnes and Noble's Nook and uh, you know, other platforms around the world, plus, uh, you know, the, even the ability to do what's called print on demand, uh, through, uh, companies like, uh, uh, CreateSpace and Lulu and Blurb and so on, uh, you really have the power to create a book and get it out there quickly. Then your job is just to find people to, that would be interested in it, and you can do a lot of that through social media, and of course, through the uh, uh, you know building relationships with the top high traffic websites targeted to your audience. Oh, great! Now I've got I've got some I picked some questions that as I posted on Facebook. I think are you actively on sure. Facebook? I am active on Facebook. Okay, and I'm I, I get a, you know I'm also active on Google Plus, LinkedIn, Twitter. And, uh, and Pinterest, uh, and I, I, I'm not as active as I should be on YouTube. And those are probably the six major social networks that every author should belong to. I think that's, that's cool. I've got some questions, uh, for you from, uh, as I made a post last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Prince Dagadu asked, Prince is asking, how do you get your book to become a bestseller in a society where they, they have not developed a reading habits. Okay, I get it. Uh, that is very tough. I mean, it depends. You know, if you're in a country where they don't uh, cherish books or they haven't developed that habit, a bestseller is selling ten books. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> uh, but you know, in, in the United States, a bestseller you have to sell at least ten thousand copies in a short period of time. And, uh, but in Canada, you can do it with about 2,000 books. So, you know, it depends on how you define what a bestseller is. But I define a bestseller ultimately as a book that sold 100,000 copies. Wow. And, and that means, you know, with an, a society that doesn't cherish books, that's very hard to do. But if you want to start to build a society that cherishes books, Start by giving away your book to some people. This is what, uh, oh boy, I'm going blank on his name right now. Uh, he wrote The Alchemist, uh, Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he gave away his book when he first started out and he gave away like a million copies in Russia alone. But as a result of doing that, he created an incredible word of mouth for the book. It was a good read. People loved it. They loved to share it. And he ended up uh, selling 10 million copies uh, around the world by giving them away in the beginning. Well, I think that's a good strategy. That's a good, well-noted strategy. The next question, Kwabna Daniels asks, Claire, the question says that what criteria should an upcoming writer and author look out for from a book marketer or book promoter? Okay, if they were going to hire somebody? Mm, Exactly. Uh, the most important thing you look for is what is their track record. And, and that means, you know, who have they promoted before and how successful have they been? 
uh, what kind of testimonials do they have, um, and uh, do they have any negative reports. Okay. You know, those are the things I would be looking for. Now, you know, given that, you know, uh, in today's world, there's always a few people that say negative things about even the best things in the world. So, you know, uh, but you look to see, where are the people that they've worked with in the past happy with what they've done? Um, and do they know how to reach the market that you want to reach in the way that you want to reach it? In other words, there are some workbook marketers who are very good at getting, say, TV interviews for people. Other people may be good at getting, uh, you know, a publicist might be good at getting magazine and newspaper interviews or reviews. Uh, other people might be great at social networking. And so you have to know exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it before you hire somebody because uh, otherwise, how do you know if they're doing a good job? Mm, the track record is very important and what kind of promotion they can give to your book and audience yes. they can expose you to. Another question yeah. from Robert Juwanu, he said that should every author focus on digital publishing and ignore traditional publishing and are there, are, are there enough revenue from uh, digital publishing? There can be. I mean, there are some authors who were published by larger publishers and they found out that they could actually make more money more quickly by self-publishing. Um, so I think in today's world, most authors are best served by doing digital publishing. That means ebooks and print-on-demand. Um, but if you want to be in bookstores, you almost have to be published by a, a publisher. Uh, a larger publisher or a good mid-sized publisher because it's very hard as a self-publisher to get any kind of good distribution into the bookstores. Mm. But the thing is, in today's world, about 30% of all books are now sold online. So there's a big market there just uh, that you can reach without having to go through a lot of middlemen. And... Uh, as long as you know how to reach out to your potential audience and let them know that your book is available on Amazon or or Nook or uh, the iBook platform or things like that. Hmm. Okay. Another question from Gamel Sankal. He asks that how can you actively promote your book on social media without making your audience feel like you are asking too much from them? Well. The best, the best way to start to promote your book is by sharing information, uh, interesting blog posts and things like that that people would be interested in, whether they're your blog posts or they're somebody else's blog posts. Uh, because if you become, uh, within your social media circles, a, a source of good information or good inspiration, they're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to check out what you, what you're saying next. But if all you're saying is buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, uh, they're going to turn turn off and unsubscribe very quickly because you have nothing new to say. Mm, so, but you know, one of the neat things is that as you write your book, if you start sharing some of the content from your book, uh, without even having to say that it's from your book, uh, but you know, 
so let's say you tweet once a day some little content from your book, and then once a week you say uh, the last week's uh, inf- informative tweets have come from such and such a book which I'm in the process of writing, something like that, then people are going to say, okay, this guy's got great information. Uh, I can't wait to, to see his book. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the both of the point that uh, you always have to look at ways to provide value to your audience without being like hammering onto them buy my book, buy my book. But uh, what what are you uh, calling out from your own content, even from for, for them to consume? Then they can have a taste. Like you are baiting them into to or teasing them into the real content of your book. Then that way we can get them to follow through. But you're also building the trust factor that you're actually a source of good information. And, you know, why would I buy from you if I've never never known about you? You know, if I have a choice uh, of two books on the same subject and one is by an author that I know and trust and the other is by a stranger, which book am I going to buy? I'm going to buy the book from the person I know and trust. And that person built up that uh, knowledge and trust by sharing good content with me without trying to sell me all the time. Mm. Another question from social media, as we talk about social media now, is Lauren Jean really 48, should you build a large following first before trying to market a book? It's always good to have what, what we call in the industry a platform. A platform is any audience that, you know, or group of people that are following you in one way or another. Either you have a big social media following or you have a big email newsletter list or you have a high-traffic website that you've built that people come and visit all the time. Anything like that. That's one reason why I said, you know, even building up your own podcast or Internet radio show is a way to start to build an audience of people that like you and trust you. And so when you're ready to announce your book, they're ready to, to listen. Mm. So, so I always said that's why I said you know the best time to start marketing a book is when you have the idea for it. So you start to if you have an idea for a book, say on crocheting, you you the first thing you do is you build a website about crocheting, and now you start blogging about crocheting, and then you build up a a social media a, a Twitter profile about crocheting and maybe you do a Facebook page about crocheting and you join a bunch of crocheting groups on LinkedIn and suddenly you're starting to build an audience uh, as you interact with the people in all these different social media but the key is you can't spend a lot of time on social media uh, or you end up not being not writing your book or, or doing the other things that you need to do so I always say you know the most that you should spend on social media in, in uh, on a daily basis is a half hour, and I'd, I'd even say ten or fifteen minutes is enough. Mm, well, that can one build a good following or, or lead for his book? Uh, half an hour a day for thirty days. You, you you can if you if you share the content. You know, if you share good content, you start to build it up. Now, one of the most effective ways to start to build followers is to join the groups that already exist on the subject that you want to write about. Mm. And the best sources for, you know, good groups are in, in LinkedIn, 
and Facebook are the two best uh, sources. Uh, and sometimes uh, there are, are good groups on Google+. And the thing is, is to join that group and start to interact with the people in that group. There are some groups, I mean, I'm amazed on LinkedIn, there's groups that have a half a million people in them. Uh, that's your platform if you're writing about that subject. Now, most of the LinkedIn groups I've seen have somewhere between 500 and 5,000. But even that, if you belong to one or two or three groups like that, you know, you already have a potential followership of 15,000 people maybe. And a lot of them are going to follow you on Twitter or Facebook because of you share good content in the group. I think so. I think that bit, I've had a little bit of that because of most of the groups, even Facebook, Facebook and LinkedIn have good, very, very good group that one can really benefit because I've benefited a lot from that. Right. Two Facebook groups and one LinkedIn, which is very, very resourceful in the content. It's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a easier way to build rapport with people because you're like-minded people sharing sim- similar content and also supporting each other. Yeah, so, you know, you can start by answering other people's questions or you can start by asking your own questions. So as you write the book, and you know, you can start to do research uh by asking people, you know, what do you think about this subject or what kind of information do you need yet uh, to do, you know, the to, uh, you know, to have fun in this particular hobby or this passionate interest. Um, and so you can start asking questions and that's, a, you know, asking and answering questions are one of the best ways to start to interact with people. And the reality is, as a writer, if you don't have questions, how can you write? You know, you have to have questions that you want answered, and then you start to research what is the answer, and that's what you write about. Hmm. Oh. Wait, another question that the one I, I'm always interested in, in branding and personal branding is how can, in your perspective of marketing books for about 30 years and now, one use a book as a good branding material for to promote it right. here? Well, I know that most of the professional speakers here in the United States, you know, they all believe they need a book. It's, it's a book is the best business card you have because if people discover your book, they're going to want to hire you as a trainer or as a speaker or, you know, as somebody that comes in and helps to turn around the company or whatever. Uh, your book is a great calling card because it really showcases what you know. And most people are still uh, uh, in awe of people that can write a good book. So your book gives you instant credibility that almost nothing else can give you. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, I've had a show of that. So... In one one way, for especially authors and I mean speakers, is to have a, a good book as a good <laughs> business card to help enhance their businesses. Right. But you know, the book also, you know, as it starts to sell, it starts to bring in more business because more people start talking about it. And so, if you're a consultant or a speaker or you know some sort of coach, or you have uh, other products to sell in the same category, the book really establishes your expertise so that people 
will buy the more expensive programs that you might have to offer. For example, I charge $600 an hour for consulting on the book marketing. Now, I could never charge that if I didn't have the credibility of writing the book and helping other people to create bestsellers. That's incredible. Uh, I think last but one question from Lauren. She said that, is there a certain amount of time one should wait between publishing books before you release the next book? Uh, it depends on how much content you have to share. Uh, if you're releasing a book through the bookstore and you're wanting to get media attention in magazines and TVs, uh, the best uh, rhythm is about two books a year or one book a year. Uh, one or two books. If you write too many books, uh, the media will say, well, we can't cover everything, so they'll <laughs> skip some of your books. Uh, you know, but with the internet, you know, I know people that have, you know, published 10 books in, in 30 days on, on Kindle. Now, the chances are that none of the books are that great. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're still ending up to selling maybe a hundred of each copy, uh, um, a month, and if that's the case, they can certainly make a living on it. Um, so, you know, it all depends on how fast you write, how much content you have to share, and what your audience craves. Uh, so, I mean, you could end up writing five or six books a year if you're, you're a fast writer, but uh, personally, I think one or two books a year is a, is a good pace. Mm, okay, one or two books a year. Because that still that still gives you time to do the marketing and the relationship building that you need to do, and it still gives you time off for your family um, and your passions, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Now this question keeps coming up every now and then, even if people do ask me personally, and I think uh, Jenna also asked, "Is how do you sell your first book if you have no following?" Thing is, is a re, is is, a, is an issue. It's a real problem to a lot of people who who stand right, right without following. Say, how do I market my Facebook without a following? Uh, it's it's very hard to uh, uh, market on the social networks with no following, except for the the LinkedIn groups and the Facebook groups. Those you can do without having any following so you can start to interact with the people in those groups and then you know after interacting and asking asking and answering questions for several weeks then you can tell people hey by the way i wrote a great book on the subject uh check it out uh check out my website so that's something they can do but the other thing that i think uh, is most effective is to find a high traffic uh, you know website that's targeted to your audience and find a way to create relationship with them. Uh, you know, start commenting on their blog posts, start, uh, uh, you know, listening in on their podcast if they have one or an internet radio show or Google Hangout and start to, to let them know, know you. I have, for example, people that like everything I do on Facebook. You know, they sometimes share it, sometimes they like it. Well, they're starting to build a relationship with me. You know, I recognize their names because they've liked a lot of the Facebook posts I've done or they retweet what I do. So if they were to come to me and ask for something, I would say yes because they've built a relationship with me. Most people, you know, if they come to me 
and they've never interacted with me in any way, why would I spend the time looking at what they've asking me to do when they haven't spent the time to build a relationship with me? Mm. But if you do, then I will promote you. I'll be happy to do it. You know, you're building a relationship with me by doing this interview. Um, if you let me know where you post this interview, I will share it with my followers. That means you will get uh, uh, traffic. That means you will get people that are interested in book marketing coming to your website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. So one of the best ways to start building a relationship is to ask the person, can I interview you? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, good relationship here. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's. And, and, you know, you ask good questions. You know, I like you. So if you were to come back to me and say, hey, would you help me promote my book? You know, I would at least send out a notice to uh, my social networks to, about your book. Oh, that's an interesting coincidence. I think I'll shoot you an email of copy of that too to look at on branding and personal branding. So to be a good fit for me. Yeah. And that would be great, you know, and that's a topic that my audience would be interested in. So, you know, from my perspective, it's a perfect book to, to talk about. And, uh, you know, if you sent me a guest blog post for my blog, I'd be happy to post it. Wow. Because the subject of personal branding is, you know, a key subject for any book author. Oh, that's critical. So I think this is the question that we've got from social media so far. It's also very powerful too because in a way too, I've also interacted with them while the interview is ongoing too as they point their questions and answer direct, directly too. Right. You know, and, and, you know, almost anybody, you know, say somebody who's famous or something like that or has a good audience that you want to reach, if you interview them, they're most likely to share that interview with their audience because it showcases them as well. So, you know, this interview showcases you, but it also showcases me. So why would I not want to share that with my audience? That is true. So as we run about this moment, I was asked in the midst of all before we run up as in a nutshell, if, if one uh, bumps up to you in an elevator and asks, uh, uh, John Krimer, book marketing expert, what are the, your three nuggets for me to help me really market my books? What would that be? Well, the first one is you need to build relationships. Uh, that's so important because the relationships are the basis for getting the kind of media attention or online attention or social networking attention that would make a difference for your book. The second thing is, I, I encourage you to get out there and speak. And if you're not comfortable speaking in front of groups, you can certainly get out there and do podcast uh, interviews, uh, uh, get on blog talk radio shows. I mean, you know, if you go to blogtalkradio.com, you'll find thousands and thousands of internet radio shows and at least a couple of them, if not more, though like 10 to 100 of them, will be focused on your subject. So then you write to them and say, I'd love to be interviewed by you. Uh, and I'd love to also interview you from my podcast or Google Hangout or, uh, uh, you know, my, my internet radio show. And suddenly you're building a, a great relationship and, and each one of those, uh, interviews will be the beginning of your speaking career. And uh, you'll start to get very comfortable. 
you know, when I go out and speak, the first thing I do is I push the introducer off the stage because <laughs> I want to get out there and speak. I can't wait for them. I don't want them spending a long time introducing me because I want to get out there and share information. And, and literally, I have pushed people off the stage and said, look, look I'm ready to talk. You know, let me talk. <laughs> you know, so, but in the beginning, I just had butterflies. I was shy. I was uncomfortable. But uh, as you start to do it, you get very comfortable with it, and you love to do it, and you can't wait to get back up on the stage and tell people what you know. Oh. And then if there was a third thing I would do, it would probably be, uh, you know, the social sharing, you know, start to build up my networks. And uh, it's quite possible, you know, Certainly on Facebook, you can start to build up a followership simply by uh, joining in some Facebook groups because a lot of those people will follow you if you share good information. But also comment on uh, the people you want to create a relationship with. Uh, so I have people on the, you know, one of my friends on the Internet is Joel Com, mm. and, and he's And he's just, you know, very, you know, he's a top social media person and so on. But the fact that I interact with him has brought me lots of other people that interact with him that started to follow me and like me because they like my interaction with Joe. And so what you can do is find the, you know, the people that are active on the, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever that are related to your content and start to interact with them because their followers will notice you. And if they like what you're, the you know, what you're contributing, what you're asking, what you're answering, they're going to want to follow you. And that's how you start to build up a, uh, you know, a followership in today's social media. Uh, you really have to share good content and interact with the people that already have uh, a good followership on those particular media. Because eventually, if you interact well with them, uh, you will end up getting a lot of followers. Great nuggets, great points, great sentences, great tackle. This is so, so, so great. And a lot of information so far we've get and listeners will be pleased to re-listen and re-listen to this particular uh, podcast again episode because it's, it's loaded with a lot of content on upcoming authors and even established authors to relaunch their books and products and services to help. Well, it's... It's funny, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm doing this uh, real fast Pinterest uh, program, and we're doing webinars on it. And I've had a number of people that attend the free webinar where we, you know, give them some good content, and we, then we give them the sales pitch for the program. But I've had people that bought the program that still come back and listen to the freebie uh, because they always get new hints and new tips. Mm -hmm. Because, and... It, for people to listen, re-listen to this podcast, they would listen, and the first time they would get a certain amount of information. The second time they listen to it, they will get even more. And you know that's why you know doing these kind of interviews is so valuable because it's you know the people that do listen in are going to get great content, and uh, they'll get even more great content if they listen a second or third time. So I'm surprised that the people who bought our, our Pinterest course are coming back and listening to our intro, but they say, we get so much good information from it that it's worth it. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so that, 
to me that's kind of funny because you know we have the content online in our membership site uh, and cover everything that we do, but they still find value from the introductory webinar that they where they bought the program in the first place. Oh, so you know the people that re-listen to your podcast are going to get value no matter who you're interviewing, as long as that person is sharing some good content. And it's always worthwhile to listen a second or third time. I do that a lot when I listen to podcasts because you you know you miss things or you or the you listen through a podcast the first time you go back suddenly something at the beginning starts to make sense because you remember what the person said you know halfway through uh, and then they sort of interplay with each other and you get more information you get more value from it. Mm, great learning learning too very great. Yes. Yes. John Kramer, aside books and things to do related to books, and how how do you have fun in in the midst of all that? Your business, business, what relaxes you externally? Something off books. Well, the things that I love, you know, I live up on the mountainside in in New Mexico, so I love going out and walking with my dogs and playing with them, and uh, uh, you know. I love to read, so you know I, I'm a passionate reader, and I also love to uh, share things. Like one of the reasons I like Pinterest is that not only does it send me a lot of traffic, but I, I love sharing my interests, my hobbies, and so on. So one of my hobbies is I collect optical illusions, and so I share them on Pinterest. I love sunsets, so I share them on Pinterest. I love cute dogs and cats, and so on. So I share them on Pinterest. They have nothing to do with book marketing, but they're they're parts of my passion, so I share them on Pinterest. And one of the best ways to get to know somebody um, is to follow them on Pinterest because you'll see all the things that they're interested in, not just the, the thing they're best known for, like in my case, book marketing, but also the other things that I, I love to do and, and I love to share. I love sharing great quotes. Uh, inspirational quotes, and uh, and lately I've, I've I've developed a big fitness following on Pinterest because I started to share uh, fitness quotes and fitness tips, and so uh, you know I'm building a second audience essentially. I'm not only going to be an expert on book marketing, but I'm going to be an expert on fitness. Mm, I think I, I noticed that sometime and through your Twitter feeds, uh, you've been sharing tips and, and little things to do with uh, um, health and fitness. It's good you mentioned. I was even going to ask you about that. That is also one of the journeys you're, you're focusing on. Yeah, and I just created a new website called CelebrityWeightLossTips.com, where I share tips on how to lose weight and get more fit. And I always try to look at the things that you can do that don't require a lot of time. So I, I'm, you know, I'm not big into, you know, push-ups and, you know, fitness, you know, uh, exercise. I think there's a lot of ways to get fit by how you eat and by walking and uh, jogging and things like that that will keep you fit and, and still have fun. And, uh, you know, the one exercise thing that I think I would enjoy, uh, I haven't found a, a source here, is a thing called Zumba. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, you dance your way to fitness and that looks like fun. 
And as long as it's fun, it's something I would do. (laughs) If it's just exercise, I'm not going to do it because I hate exercise. But I love walking with my dogs. I love dancing. So, you know, those things are fun. Um, that's 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 fun to hear. Uh, I, that's that's interesting to know that even your passion can bring more leads to you as well. Yes, you know you don't know. You know somebody that loves sunsets might also be writing a book, so they may start following me because I share sunsets. But eventually they find out, oh well, gosh, he he knows a lot about book marketing. I uh, I'm really glad I followed him. Uh, you know, so you never know how people are going to discover you. But on Pinterest, uh, you can have what I, what are called boards. You can have multiple boards. So I have one on sunsets. I have one on, uh, you know, fitness. I have one on book marketing. I have one on internet marketing. And, you know, I have about 40 different boards. And so people can discover me in a lot of ways. But the things that I pin most about are inspirational quotes. And uh, book marketing tips and fitness tips. Great, great, great information shared so much. I'm so excited about all the things you've shared so far today. I'm really you know. And the one thing, key thing there is, I don't spend more than 20 minutes on social media a day. You know, I, I've learned ways to do it so that I don't have to spend a lot of time on it uh, while doing it. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll spend an hour or two because I'm interacting with people. And when I'm interacting, it takes a little bit more time. So I might comment on some people's tweets or on their Facebook posts, and I might interact some there. But I try to uh, limit my, uh, you know, the time I spend on social media to about 20 minutes a day. Wow, I think at that time I'll, I'll like to delve into this interestingly. And you're getting a lot of leads and lots of things from just 20 minutes a day. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it, you know, if you start to spend every day, you spend an hour or two on the uh, social media, suddenly you don't have any time to actually market your book uh, in other ways, and you don't have any time to write the book in the first place. And, you know, the the first step in marketing a book is to create a good book. Because hmm. if you don't create a good book, people will discover it. So, you know, the people that are writing these, you know, really bad books and putting them up on Kindle, uh, you know, they may end up selling 100 or 200 books, but eventually people are going to find out because people are going to write reviews and say, this book stinks, it's terrible, you know, and that's it. Then that book no longer sells. Uh, you know, if you really want to build a business as a writer, you got to make sure the first thing you do is create a really good book. Because then, and, and you define how the book is good. Mm. You know, the book doesn't have to be, you know, my thousand and one ways to market your books is 700 pages long. That's a big uh-huh. book. But you can easily write a good book that's 60 or 100 pages long. Uh, as long as it has some really good content. Now you have this book on branding. I don't know how many pages you have, but, uh, my guess is that, you know, if you put some good content in there, it's going to get good word of mouth. And that's the key to selling books. Oh, great. Uh, first key principle is to write a good book. A good book to help you market a book. It really makes a difference. And that also means, you know, having a book, good book cover and a good title. Uh, 
and, and you know, I always talk about the title as, you know, when I help people come up with the title for their book, one of the first things I'm looking for is can that title uh, become a brand? Mm. You know, which you know, which is what you're writing about. You know, uh, will you know, and is it memorable? In other words, uh, can people uh, remember the title so that they can pass it on to other people because they like the the book? But if you can't remember the title, you can't pass it on to people. Uh, so the title has to be memorable, and if it's memorable, it's generally brandable. I think I'll tweet this right away. If it's memorable. It's eventually going to be brandable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, a, a great brand is something like Jello. You know, I mean, the, I doubt there's very many people that haven't heard about Jello because it's easy to remember and, and it's a fun name. <laughs> <laughs> but Chicken Soup for the Soul is a good brand. Very, very uh, good brand. The, the, the Dummies uh, series of books is a good brand. Uh, you know, there, there are books like that that really end up being uh, great brands uh, because they're easy to remember. They really talk about what the book is about. And so it becomes something that's really uh, easy for people to pass on. And, and that's what's important because if your book title is, is bland, uh, nobody will remember it. They won't be able to pass it on. And any any exciting thing coming from you uh, soon? Well, right now I'm I'm really active in promoting and interacting with the the people that bought my real fast uh, Pinterest program, um, and so I've been spending a lot of time nourishing the people that bought the course, and then of course doing webinars uh, to sell the course. And uh, so right now for the next few months, that's going to be my primary focus is uh, promoting that and and helping the people that uh, bought the program uh, actually benefit from the program and start to get uh, build up a followership and get more traffic from uh, Pinterest. Okay, great. I would love to get a tight in the link so I add it to the show notes of this podcast for those who might be interested in taking that course too. Sure. Okay, so where, where can one get access to your things you're doing? Uh, uh. There, there, I have two main websites on book marketing. One's called bookmarket.com. That's sort of my legacy website. Uh, it's the one that's been around for oh, almost 20 years. Uh-oh. Getting some fuzzing there. Anyway, bookmarket.com is my legacy website, but the one where I'm blogging most now is bookmarketingbestsellers.com. And that's where I'm sharing the latest information that I have. And uh, there's some really incredible content up there in terms of how to blog, how to uh, social share, how to do hashtags. Lots of uh, inspirational quotes on book marketing and writing and things like that. So that's the, the site that I'm spending the most time on right now in terms of creating new content. Okay, great. Great. Thank you so much, John Kramer, for this information sure. shared so far. And um, I'm pleased to, to really listen to this and even re-listen to it again myself again and again to delve into the things we've shared. And I believe... Audience are going to find it's very real, valuable to listen to. 
Yes. Uh, thank you for the interview. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I treasure. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. I want you to go to Amazon.com and get my latest book on personal branding. That is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get a copy for yourself and for someone else. The book is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. The best is yours.